HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Whole Foods Market, a dynamic leader in the quality food business, a mission-driven company that aims to set the standards of excellence for food retailers. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. I'm Greg Bresnitz. And I'm Darren Bresnitz. We're the host of Snacky Tunes. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Bushwick and sitting in the McGuire chair today, as it's become known, is our old friend Lux, Lux Optrum. Hey, you know, you got to update that intro music. You just got to like do a beep over Judy's name. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working Hosted on it. Hosted by Mike Edison and beep. Yeah, well, <laughs> bumpers don't come as cheap as they used to. But what does, really? <laughs> Academy Awards, they do. Oh, yeah. E- easily, easily. So, yeah, today we've got some excellent guests. We have... <laughs> Uh, comedian and filmmaker <laughs> Liam McEnany. Hey, everybody. And urban explorer and cartoonist <laughs> Julia Wirtz. Hi. This is good. This is like an old fashioned slum before we were talking about uh, the Algonquin and, and the cat Matilda, who will be a guest on the show. I'm working on the booking to I get Matilda here. And uh, that's what it takes to get Judy McGuire back. I have to book the, book the cat from the Algonquin. But you what were kind here. of questions do you ask a cat from the Algonquin Hotel? <laughs> I, I expect the cat just to be filled with quips. I expect that to be a very easy guest. I'm going to let the cat talk. I feel like you could just do half an hour of the cat. I, I would think so. That cat's got a bigger Twitter following than I do. Um, last time you were, you were here, was it the last time you were here? Um, no, the last time you were was Judy's last show, I yeah. believe. But you were here on that crazy kitten day. And that was so nuts um, because, because now it can be told. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now that it's like a year later. Now it can be told. Well, not only do we break every like health and safety uh, violation here, every HACCP plan violation here at the restaurant with like a truckload of kittens. But I was so stoned because, <laughs> because, because my boss, actually like the director of this radio station, slipped me a pot cookie like right before we went on the air. Listen, it's a restaurant. People give me things to eat all the time, so I don't really, really think about it. 
And boy, I was like flying. Wait, did he not warn you it was a pot Yeah, cookie? right. Uncool, right? Oh, no, that's, that's mean. You can't do that to somebody. <laughs> it's just wrong. Well, it's, it's, a good, it's a good thing that you're uh, publicly accusing him of committing a crime. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that'll really get him when he's in prison for the next six years. <laughs> well, I think he's, he's got like, you know, um, but you're not pressing charges. He's fine. Pressing charges. The developmentally challenged defense. Um, <laughs> he, you know, he misses social cues. Yeah. Tim is like, cool, this is good. But, I mean, thankfully, I was long for the ride. I don't think so that cool. that's a court defense to be missing <laughs> social <laughs> you can't. You can't be like, Your Honor, my client uh, does not know how to leave a party when everyone else is gone. <laughs> Clearly, he should be excused for murdering people. Not not guilty by uh, reason of being on the spectrum. Isn't, it's isn't autism defense. Yeah. <laughs> the autism defense. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. I think it would work in this guy's case. Anyway, it was a good day. At the end of the show, I was like lit up like a Christmas tree. I was so stoned. All these kittens climbing all over me. It was wonderful. They that sounds really amazing. There. Are you sure they were really there? <laughs> I, 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 I was sure. sober and they were here. Okay. Oh, my God. I can't believe I didn't take them home with me. It was the only thing <laughs> that was going on. So you've had a, a, a rough time lately. You've had a, a tragedy. I, I've had a, 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 a Shonda. Uh, I, mean, I mean, really, like the worst thing that could happen to anybody. Okay. <laughs> um, I, mean, I mean, the humanity. You were thrown off of Facebook. You know, I, I was. You know, it's great. About, I'm sorry, I'll let you tell, but there's something great about this story. Okay, <laughs> it is a great story, and I, I'm glad you're hyping it for me, Liam. No, I I woke up on I woke up on Wednesday, and like I always do, I went onto Facebook. It wasn't a dream. You woke up. I woke up. This this really happened. I went on Facebook, and it was fine. And then like I went back to Facebook, and on my phone because I'm such an addict that I check Facebook. On my phone while I'm still in bed. Um, and no, I was suddenly, suddenly logged out. And I was very confused. I was like, oh, maybe the app updated and that's why. And I like logged in. And then it's like, you have to confirm your identity. Go to the internet. And it was suddenly telling me, insisting that I had to update my name. And that was the only option it was giving. And I kept putting in Lux Alptrom. And it was like, no. No. You, you're, if you keep doing this, we're going to like really Lux, your you. memories have been faked. Right? I know. It's like, it's like one of those... Uh, you got inceptioned. I did Exactly. No, but Total then I, recall, I was thinking, but yeah, exactly. But I realized very quickly, I was like, oh, this is their bullshit real name policy, where they decide your name is not good enough, and then they try to get you to... They try to like get you to send your ID or do like all sorts of because Zuckerberg shit. is mad that you're trying to like assimilate. You know, it's like your Jewish thing, you know? You know, he's, he told Dylan he wants him to go back to Zimmerman, too, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, but yeah, so... I I ended up it was very easy for me. Like there's like all these there's like Native Americans who've gotten kicked off even though it is their legal name and then they have this hellish time trying to get back, which is really ironic that uh we're still putting the Native Americans through hell. Um but I because I'm well connected, I just texted someone and was like fucking fix this for me and then after thirty four hours it was fixed. But thirty four hours of hell. It was of, of of disconnected, just drifting in the ether. You're sort of like George Clooney in gravity. Goodbye. See ya floating but gone. Don't bury the lead here, which is that you're well connected to Facebook. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, so this is actually um if anybody ever tells you that spending your twenties Going on lots of dates and sleeping around will never get you anywhere. They're lying. It'll get you back on Facebook. It just will. what we're always trying to do. Because I, someone who's a higher up at Facebook, happens to be someone I went on three dates with eight years ago, and you I was like, got his number. Were boom, they internet boom, boom. dates? Um, no, I was like very introduced through friends. 
It, it was not an OK Cupid. Because you've, you've written a lot about OK Cupid. You're oh, pretty yeah. open about your exploits. So, what happened in these 34 hours? Did you feel um, flu symptoms? Like, we're, we're, we're adding <laughs> time to this story. <laughs> 30, 34. 34. <laughs> you know, the, there was a scientific study that showed that, like, when, when someone likes something you do on social media, it pings that pleasure center in your yes. brain. And so people actually get physically addicted to social media, to getting likes, to getting retweeted, because every time that happens and you see it, it just pings. It's like a rat getting a pellet. Yeah. No, I, I believe it because I found myself, A, just like constantly trying to go to Facebook and then feeling like I couldn't do it. Or people would be like, here's my Facebook event uh, invitation. And I was like, I can't see it. And... Every time I wanted to say something funny, I had to go to Twitter, and it was just not satisfying. Yeah. You know, my, my grandparents used to subscribe to the Reader's Digest, and I don't know if you've read Reader's Digest, but they always had these stories, like true stories of wilderness survival, uh-huh. where it's like, uh, you know, like, I was in the woods, and I was attacked by a bear, and I lost my leg, and I climbed a tree, and that is our generation's version of the wilderness survival tale is you survive 34 hours disconnected from Facebook. So you have to handwrite that and mail it in and then wait six months for Reader's Digest to publish it. Then wait two more years and you can read it in the dentist's office. <laughs> Even better. Um, but yeah, no, I, part of why I invited our guests here today is because one of the reasons why it was so difficult for me, I think, is because as someone who works from home in this horrible weather... I'm kind of a shut-in, and I don't have a lot of human contact during the day. And Facebook is your lifeline. Facebook the story just keeps like, getting sadder and sadder. Yeah. No, I know it's sad. <laughs> but I was like, but, no, I was talking to my lawyer, who also works from home, and she was like, it's like your water cooler. And I was like, yes. Now, is I that like you socialize it. with your lawyer, or was that, and on, is that an on-the-clock the, on the clock conversation? That was... Yeah. I, I had... That's what I, I want to know. Letters. Is that billable time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a business conversation with my lawyer that... Also, because we're friends, we just started talking about Facebook and my... Because this is while I was locked out of Facebook. So I'll just have to check the bill when I get... Yeah, because when see. you're talking to a lawyer, no matter how good friends you are, you've got to hang up the phone as soon as your problem is solved. You've got to be like, we'll, we'll go to the bar. I got one of those clocks next to my phone when I'm talking to my lawyer. Like, like Gary Kasparov. I'm off the phone like, bam! You know, that's it. Because I'm worried, though, that your lawyer's on Facebook while you're talking to uh, him, or him or her. And it's like, uh, what, what's that Lux Kittens? I mean, what's what? 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 I was thinking, when I saw you were off Facebook, I was... I, too, was shocked, I must say. But I thought maybe you got bounced because of something risque or somebody complained. And it's really weird. There's also the secret Facebook police. Everybody, you know, who's PC, the PC police might get their nose out of joint. Because, I mean, you, you've been risque. You haven't been pornographic or nothing that I've seen that's yeah, objectionable. I, mean, you're, I keep I mean, it clean. And you're, and you're extremely politically correct in, in within the bounds of your own, own, own thing. Um, no, I've seen, you know, some people, like, you know, show up, you know, with their punk rock swastikas and they get away with that and a lot of people with their boobies out and, this, and they get shut off. Yeah. What, what's you know? actually hilarious is I'll see people popping up on Facebook who are like, whoever the fuck is reporting my pictures to Facebook as nude or, you know, and then they'll be like, whoever it is, just stop it and fuck off and unfriend <laughs> me. And I'm like, you know, every time you post that, I'm going to your page and reporting every risque because it's a fucking hilarious yeah, so, I, Liam, you're the answer to everyone's question. <laughs> <laughs> it's Liam McEnany. I like when you prefaced uh, inviting us here, though. You're basically like, I know two losers who never leave their house. So let's get them in on Sunday. <laughs> no, no. But you're also dynamic, interesting, and entertaining Don't, people. don't sugarcoat it. They came for the pizza. They all do. 
You know, I'm having a similar issue with YouTube right now, where it's like um, I uploaded an episode of my podcast, Tell Your Friends, mm -hmm. uh, which had a clip from my album on it, and YouTube immediately flagged that as third-party copyright, and they, they, they gave me a notice, and they said, well, you're not going to make any money on advertisements, and also, like, you get three things, and you're out. Uh, and then, recently, I had to upload a video to YouTube for I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm doing like a half very long story short I'm submitting for a for a special mm -hmm. I had to put up a half hour video and because my material matches uh, material from my album it immediately dinged it with a third third party copyright notice but luckily I have a friend whose girlfriend works at YouTube so she said just email me with the YouTube links and I'll have that taken care of right away so nice. what I'm getting from all this is I need to know an insider you really oh, yeah. do to yeah. function properly on social media no it's terrible because otherwise if you try to go through like the slush pile well it's like any slush pile nobody's gonna pay attention to you yeah I tried doing it through their system and like because I was like you know it should be easy like it's fairly obvious this is my <laughs> this is my album this is my material it should be alright and, like, no, they, they wouldn't take it down. And now I have one more strike left. And down the rabbit hole you go. It's kind of Brazil-esque. Scary out there. Yeah. So have you ever unfriended anybody, Lex? Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean not, not that frequently, but, you know, sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I hate you now. We're what are, what, what are causes for unfriending? I'll tell you what causes for unfriending I mean, causes for unfriending for me, I mean, I try to only friend people who I, like, know and like, but sometimes... There have been people in my life who I have fallen out with, and then I don't want to see their stupid fucking uh, cat pictures. <laughs> well, you can block them or you can unfriend them. Right, and I tend to unfriend them. I mean, I'm, sometimes I just block people, but it's like, if I really don't like you, I'm just going to unfriend you, because why do I want you in my life? I unfriend people if they put up, uh, without provocation, like random quotes from either the Beatles or Pink Floyd. That's it. Really? <laughs> Boom, you're out. <laughs> you're out. How do you feel about people who put up quotes that are clearly not, that are clearly misattributed? <laughs> uh, well, I guess that's a slippery slope. But any kind, basically, any kind of inspirational or faux inspirational, you know, you know, hallmark card, whether it's a rock song, whether it's you know, just sort of up there because people are desperate know. to post. They want to be part of the party. I don't know if you should do that because in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make. <laughs> you're unfriended. <laughs> You've only been friends for 24 hours, and already you're out. I unfriended people recently. I don't. I'll preface this story by saying I don't have Lux's problem. I do not care about Facebook at all. <laughs> that and is such horseshit. Wow. Julia lives her life Le online. Okay, the okay let me explain it, though, you dick. <laughs> okay, the first step you is are on Facebook the all the time. What I do is, uh, <laughs> Facebook, I don't have a, like, I don't look at it a lot because I don't read the time. I don't care about what anyone else is doing, basically. Oh, yeah. I like, don't... I'm very self-absorbed. I only care about what I'm doing on the line. I do not give a shit about people's food photos and baby photos, so I just don't look at it. And what I do is I only post to Instagram, and then I share everything across all the platforms. So then the only thing I have to care about is Instagram. And it looks like I'm on Facebook all the time, but really it doesn't matter at all. But there is a secret message section on Facebook, a junk pile, and if you don't look at it, people will message you through it. And I just discovered this recently, and it was full of things that I'm, people I'm friends with, like before I was friends, it's like, you look like you'd give a good blowjob, and then I went through and unfriended all those people. <laughs> <laughs> because I, don't, I didn't even know that was a thing. For giving you a compliment? That's harsh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you I, look like you give a good blowjob. I'd, I, I, I'd have a lot more money if I did. I, yeah, no, no you wouldn't, but... <laughs> Um, but that's a whole other story. But no, I've, I've you don't know through. how little money I have, Lux. <laughs> I I will get to that in a second. But no, I've looked through the other the other messages yeah. thing, and it's so confusing. Cause you're like, what is going on? It's all spam. I, I just it's unfriended not, though, a guy because I get a lot. 
It's, it's just, it's not necessarily yeah. spam, but sometimes it's like people who are like, I read your article and you're very yeah, smart. Yeah, like, I get like fan mail through it and I didn't, like, I don't want to be a yeah. dick. I'm like, oh, two years later, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I will, this was a slight off topic, but on the blowjob front, one of my friends when she was very poor was like, you know, I had always been told that like, if you're just desperate enough, the opportunity to whore yourself out will present it. And she's like, and it hasn't. Nobody's offering to give me money for a blowjob. Well, no, you have to go out and get it. I mean, Jesus, you can't just have that handed to you on a silver platter. You think those girls just are like, uh, have someone drive up and are like, hey, man, you want to come out to the West Side Highway uh, at one thirty in the morning and I'll pay you 50 bucks? I don't know. If- Facebook's kind of like a virtual dock. And if you want to go suck some dick, it's all there for you. What is that guy doing? Okay, that guy sent me the message at like 3.30 a.m. So is he just at home being like, this is going to pan out. I'm going to send someone a message. They're it's a, it's like a, in another state. It's a numbers game. No. It's, it's a numbers game. Uh, fa- in life, maybe, but I don't know if on Facebook it's a numbers I don't know. game. I think it's more. I feel like it's like cat calls. Like dudes don't necessarily think that you're actually going to sleep with them, but they sort of like having the power over you to be like jokes I on him. I went to the other message book. <laughs> also, you just get really drunk and you forget what you're doing at three thirty. I had a friend many years ago who, like, I ran into her one night and she was like. Oh man, who's the girl that you wrote that message about on Facebook? And I was like, "What girl? What are you talking about?" She's like, "You wrote this really beautiful thing on Facebook." And I was like, "I have no idea." And I went back, and apparently at four in the morning in a blackout, I had written this like long love letter to some woman who I didn't name, and <laughs> and posted it publicly. <laughs> and posted it publicly. Wow! <laughs> and I immediately <laughs> deleted it. And that was, be- by the way, that was before I, I had a phone that could access Facebook. <laughs> so I had to wait until I got home. Like in the middle of the night and check my wall and be like, oh my God. The horse. You were a man driven. A man driven. What did we do all do before with Facebook? Do you remember a time? Live journal. Knit. Remember when we were all in high school and there wasn't the internet? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do because I'm old, but I keep running into all these people telling me like, you know, you know when we were you know, I was on Facebook in, as a senior year or something like this, I'm like, I couldn't even imagine, I mean, having a cell phone in high school, having an internet in high school for any number of things, for, I mean, pure access yeah. to punk rock and blues records, which is important, let alone being able to hook up, you know, with someone on social media. My I mom- think I would be a much more... Like, I would have found the cool stuff earlier if I had had the internet. I didn't have the internet until I was in college or a cell phone. And, uh, but the things I would have put on it, like all my bleeding heart poetry that, you know, I just thought was so good. There's and no- I was like, I'm going to show, like, the, like, that would have all been there for forever. And instead of just my notebook that I can make fun of to one person no. every five years. Yeah, I've seen, like, my... My website that I made in college, and it was terrible and full of terrible poetry. And yeah, I'm glad that it would went be away. on Facebook in front of all your high school peers. Like everyone in English class would have seen your like 500. Like, but they word would have rant. also been putting that up too. So it well, kind of cancels itself. Out. The good news is that there's going to be some sort of interstellar anomaly, some giant sunspot explosion that creates a giant magnetic pulse, and all of this is going to disappear. Everything we've been doing that we've been <laughs> saving digitally and on hard drives is all going to be gone. But your high school journal will survive. But the thing is, my mom teaches at a college, and she said, like, uh, you know, it drives her nuts because it's all these kids on their laptops doing, you know, it's like typing and online the entire class. And it's like, no wonder the United States is so far behind everyone else in the world because nobody, like, even... Nobody There's no one learned shorthand anymore. Well, not only that, but nobody <laughs> nobody has, like, the attention span to focus on, uh, you know... Uh, creating shit. Although you're what? assuming that the rest of the world isn't similarly addicted to the internet. 
I don't know if that's true. North Korea. We're about to say, wait till the North Korea. Let's take over the world. Yeah. Look how good North Korea is. Let's Korea's not use doing. North Korea as a shiny beacon of an example of anything. No, they're going to slide right in while the rest of us are like checking out to see you know, the latest kitten video. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna take over. But you know, like what you said, they're not teaching cursive anymore. They've taken what? cursive off, it's yeah. off, off the agenda. That's right. Yeah. No cursive. People can't write. And they don't I mean, have I mean, them read whole books. They have them read samplers in English class. I'm friends with my English teacher from high school, and she explained to me recently when I was visiting her that they get this big packet, and it's, I mean, I think they download it now, but it's just like a couple chapters from each book, what? and then they, yeah, they never read an entire book because they can't anymore. Like, you can't ask a kid to read 300 pages Pe- of anything. People are like, are like flies. That's their attention yeah. span. You know, it's like, it's, like, it's yeah. like a brick going through a plate glass window. Kabam. That's, that's about as much attention as they can pay to anything. And it's true. Think about, you know, when we didn't have the internet in high school, for those of us who are old. You know, and I wanted to go find, you know, a record or read a book. I had to go to a library. I had to take a train to a city and go to a place right. and exchange yeah. money, paper money, the green stuff, the folding stuff, and, and get it. I came home, yeah. you know, I'm like 16, and I went to New York City, and I came home that day with this thing that was called Aretha's greatest, Aretha Franklin's Greatest Hits. And it was like bringing back Silk from the Orient. And yeah. my friends were like, why would you want to listen to this fat black woman? And I'm like, no, you must sit down and listen to this. And they, we just sat around and watched this black thing spin around, like in awe. You know, it, it was like something remarkable. Like I'd gone to the moon and brought back like, you know, space dust. And, and now, you'd invite people over to do that. Now I, you yeah. don't. Oh my God. I was like, when, yeah. once everybody realized that this was like a cool thing, it was like, you gotta, you gotta talk to Mike. He's, he's got this thing that's called Aretha Franklin at his house and you gotta go check it out. Hey, Julia, your parents are here. <laughs> 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 Sitting at the awkward date table, no yeah. less. Uh, but the thing is now, you I'm know, people... I'm by that because it's just old, older people that you're pointing at. So it's like nothing's even weird about it's them. It's these old, old white people that old. we can watch uh, yes. have their and dinner. And that thing people I was saying about attention spans. They're not Jewy looking, so they can't be my parents. Right. That's it was another white person in the room. Julia, like your parents. But, no, my, uh, yeah. But yeah, the if, point you th- if I that. think about how much time I spend on Facebook, like I spend, you know, so much time on Facebook... And I have no real responsibilities and no influence over anything important. And you imagine, like, how much time someone at Goldman Sachs spends on Facebook and, like, okay, so no wonder – or in the Fed. And you're like, oh, so no wonder there's no oversight in the banking industry anymore. No wonder it collapsed because – Everyone is on Facebook for seven hours a day. Because they're all at- cruising Tinder. Yeah. Although, I don't know. They might, have, they might work in real offices where they block Facebook. Yeah, that was an insane thing to say. <laughs> yeah, but they all have phones and tablets. I'm telling you, there's no oversight of that anymore. And that's why the economy crashed, because of I, bankers I, on Facebook. Well, but, I mean, do the math. Facebook launched in 2004. The economy crashed in 2008. Just putting it out. Uh, yeah, it seems about right. It seems about right. <laughs> well, you know, also, I mean, Facebook, which is this incredibly, you know, infamous time suck, but all this technology that was supposed to help us is just making things more and more difficult. People don't know how to write anymore. People don't know how to compose a business letter because everything is these texts, you know, 140 characters, whatever it is. No one knows how to how to write long form or let alone read long form. I mean, when did too long didn't read become an acceptable excuse? I like how that's also abbreviated. There is a class. Because the actual thing itself is TLDR. Yeah. There's a class on uh, the like the lost art of letter writing. I just saw it the other day. Ooh. And it's basically just how to write a letter, which I don't understand why anyone would need to take a class for. But apparently, if it's the lost art, yeah. Well, yeah, because if you're if you're actually trying to get work, you can't write, "Hey, what's up? How you doing, dog? Just want to know my resi's attached." My, so actually, my sister pointed out a real weird one of like a thing we're losing that I hadn't thought about, which is that so she and I guess I too have a callus on one of my fingers from like where I used to hold a pen while writing, mm-hmm. and hers is like real intense because she would hold her pen really tight and it like 
means her nail doesn't grow straight. And she was like, yeah, her kid who's six months old now, she's like, he won't have that. Because he's never going to write by hand anywhere near as much as we did. That's true. But I don't think that, I mean, I, it's not a bad as a cartoonist, thing. I pen all the time. Do you see mm. how deformed my middle finger is? <laughs> so you're saying he needs to be an artist. Yeah, and then he can have weird, gross, just knobby fingers like I do. Technology is terrible, we said on a web-based radio network. <laughs> well, it's, it's nice when it's there for us. You know, not when it's there out to fuck us, which seems to be the case more and more likely. So how, how's the internet dating thing uh, going? Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm in a relationship now. You're in a relationship so. now, that's right. But you've been talking about it for so long. I just feel like it's been part of your like public persona on Facebook I mean, for I'm so long. I don't know. Well, it's funny because now I feel like I'm out of the loop because there's like Tinder and... I don't like Tinder. I feel like Tinder is a place you go, like when you want to meet someone who just murdered their girlfriend. <laughs> like I don't think it's like a, a place. So that's like seventy percent of the city. Then <laughs> that's right. I didn't realize that was not what you were looking for, Liam. <laughs> well, at least you know he's single. <laughs> but um, no, I mean I don't know. It's just weird because I'm like, you know, OKCupid always worked the best for me, and I was always like kind of into OKCupid and whatever. It had its problems, but it was free. And it attracted, like, the right kind of nerdy type of person that I was interested in. And now there's Tinder, and it's like, because OkCupid's too hard. Yeah, because you have to use your words. (laughs) And I'm just like, I don't know that, like, Tinder seems so unappealing to me because I'm like, oh, no, actually, the thing about Tinder is Tinder is trying to be, like, uh, the digital version of a bar pickup. And I never liked bar pickups. So it's... Trying to recreate. An There's a time and a place for everything. Hated. Well, the <laughs> other the other thing to keep in mind too is like uh, think about all the people in OKCupid who just literally just look at pictures and decide whether or not they're interested right. in someone. No. Yeah, and so Tinder cuts through the bullshit. Them. Yeah, they're like, we all know what you're doing. Let's just get right to the point. My award winning right. essay. What? <laughs> but I, you know, I mean, granted, I would always look at the pictures first and then move on. Here's but, the thing. Right. I was on Tinder recently uh, because I was like, I'm, I should try to, and it was a very short lived thing. And I went on it thinking that, being like, this is I don't want to judge people by just their photos. That's a really shallow thing to do. I like to pretend that's not what I'm doing when I'm on OkCupid, that I'm better than that. And also, you can't tell them, but you do learn how to tell so much from someone just by a photo. Because they're, you'll, you'll, the second you log on, it's like a dude. And the first one I saw was a guy in his front of a urinal, and he's like flexing. I can immediately know in <laughs> my heart of hearts that, <laughs> that that guy and I are like completely incompatible. Or then there's a guy, and he, the guys are always, like, girls are always doing cartwheels for some reason. The guy's are always in front of tigers, or they're in front of landscape, like a lot of mountains, and they're making bro face with one eyebrow raised. And no, I like, I, any guy who, you know, thinks of making bro face is a thing to do, bro-face. we're probably not going to get along. Actually, the weirdest thing about Tinder, I forgot about this, I had Tinder installed, but I was like, it's just going to be, like, looking for ladies. So I had, like, lady only looking for ladies, and it kept showing me dudes. Yeah, and I was just like, "Are they trying to convert the lesbians?" They're like, "This is wrong." Like, we, we you just need to meet the right man. Yeah. I, actually, what that means is they're on Facebook as ladies. No, but it would say they were I'm a so man. Confused. It would like because really? that was the first time I came up. I was like, maybe this is just like a trans man who's listed as a woman on Facebook or something. But it kept happening, and it was like, you are not a trans man. Like, actually, I will is... back you up on that. I had it set. It to, I was just looking around at like, and every time I had it set to look at, that's why I know women are doing cartwheels all the time. Uh, yeah. It would when I would log back on, it would be logged back on to men you every know, time. So weird. 
yeah. gotta say, like I, I was on uh, I was on Tinder for a while, and I one day I just decided to look at the dudes in the area, uh-huh. and one I was day. like, okay, every, every, that happens every man's life. There's a moment. <laughs> no, I was like curious. Okay. I was like, I was like, I like curious. how I said it. And no one questioned me, but the minute Liam did, we're like, yeah, you're sucking dick. <laughs> yeah, that means that. Yeah, I was sucking dick, and that's why I'm so rich now. Um, no, no, but I, but I was looking at the virtual doc. I was looking, I was looking at the dudes that were available on Tinder, and I was like, oh my god, no wonder women are in the city are always complaining about how terrible the available men are. Because I was like, I if I was a woman, I would uh, fucking flush my phone down the toilet. But wait, if you were looking at men, weren't you looking at gay men? No, I, I you, you he was checking out the competition. He was just trying to, to size, do a little opposition research. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like guys story. who were looking for women. I swear to God, this would, no, that's all that came up. up. I'm, up I'm telling you, that's what came. Well, if it was gay men, then it's even worse. Because <laughs> <laughs> then there's really nothing out, out really? there. You would expect a gay guy to have better taste than all that. You were seeing all the bi men. I never understood this. People, you know, would tell me I had to go and find find it. You know, see it for myself to believe it. The women would say, "Oh my God, all these guys with their shirts off!" And like, I mean, it wouldn't even occur to me in a million years to do that. Like, how would you possibly? Get it to, you know, and of course they're like posing for yachts or expensive cars. Or yeah, it's I'm gross. sure you know it's like not even their car. It's probably they you know, just walked out, walked on the street, found an expensive car, and took their shirt off. I mean, who thinks like that? If I had a six pack, I'd show it then, off. Then again, my award winning essay wasn't getting me very far either. So what the <laughs> yeah. fuck do I know? But the thing you know, you immediately know, you just know that like a guy who's super into his body and into like. Doing like being at the gym all the time, like that's not someone I'm going to date because that's not like what I am interested right. in. So you can, yeah, you can judge them immediately and just be like, no. That's, yeah, I mean, I that's feel like fine. you can, you can definitely tell, you can tell a good amount by pictures. But I was doing that on OK Cupid anyway. I got to, I got to say, being a guy who's in terrible shape on OK Cupid doesn't exactly help either. So I guess there's like <laughs> some sort of middle ground between being the six pack guy. Or you can be like the six pack guy who's not just leading with that. What happened to being funny? picture number three? What happened to being funny? I'm just an old romantic. I can't help it. I don't know, you kids and your internet. <laughs> I'm just excited for Snacky Time Radio. Snacky, snacky Tunes is the best. Hey, anybody got any uh, horses in the race tonight at the Academy Awards? I haven't seen any of these movies. I hate award shows, and I feel like somehow I'm left out of like the zeitgeist because I just cannot stand the Oscars. Um, and I think didn't we establish none of us had seen Birdman? I, so it's funny, like, it's funny because on the one hand, all the movies that are nominated that I'm aware of, I'm just like, oh, it's all just like straight white men having problems. And then I'm like, but I also did like Birdman. I don't know if I think it's like best picture, but I don't know what I think should be best but picture. But don't they like nominate like 20 movies now for best picture? It kind of defeats the purpose uh, of having a best picture, doesn't it? But it's, it's like down like the to the NHL two. playoffs. It's like everybody's in, who cares? Yeah, uh, I think they nominated eight this year. Like they can do up to 10, but they did eight. And then the general consensus is down to boyhood and Birdman. Right. right. What I think is hilarious is there's that outcry that the Lego movie wasn't nominated for Best Animated Feature. And it's like, yeah, it might have been a great movie. It's an 80-minute toy commercial. Like, <laughs> you, really, you really can't pretend that you're a body that is interested in artistic merit and also be awarding toy commercials. I mean, I don't know. Wasn't G.I. Joe an award-winning? If they had done Yeah, G.I. Joe movie won so Legos. many Oscars. You're right, Lux. I apologize. <laughs> Golden Globe, Oscar, it won the Palm d'Or. Yeah, it just right. swept every no, award. That was, that was Transformers 3, I, I, I believe <laughs> you're thinking about. I'm sorry, Julia. I totally uh, slipped over you with my hilarious... Oh, I don't know. I was saying something dumb. Like, if they had made the Lego movies out of actual Legos and it was stop motion, then they could have won an award. Mm. And then it ended with mm. your dad stepping on it and screaming at you for 20 minutes? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, like, it's like that play, Cats. Do you know that they're not actual cats? They're actually people in cat costumes. 
Yes, I know. Seriously, <laughs> it's all one big lie. Hey, it's been the fastest half hour on the internet today, as always. Lux, thanks for coming. Yeah. Uh, Liam, tell us where we can find you and what's happening. You got a movie, you got books, you got I've, records, you got a tour. What's got going on? Ten I, seconds. Oh, and also Facebook. I've got a movie. I've got <laughs> and a, and a Facebook profile. I've got an album called Comedian. I've got a movie called Tell Your Friends a Concert Film with Reggie Watts and Kristen Schaal. You can check all that stuff out at heyitsliam.com. Heyitsliam.com. Right on. And where can we find you? At juliawertz.com. And see lots of your awesome comics and Lux. What's going on? You got anything shaking? Any uh, um, performances coming up? You going to be talking dirty in some nightclubs anytime yeah, soon? Yeah, well, you can always find out about my comedy show at wonderfulworldofboning.com or luxalptrom.com. Um, for any uh, Bay Area based listeners, I'm going to be at the New Parkway in Oakland on March 31st. And here in New York, my. Monthly show Monko Sexo Trasho is going to be at QED Astoria on March 24th. Awesome sauce. And we can find you on Facebook. Yeah. All right. I'm back. All right. It's been the fastest half hour of the year today for everyone. Liz in the booth and everyone at the Heritage Radio Network. It's Mike Gettison. See you next week on Arts and Seizures. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.